Welcome back to the Writer's Link Podcast. I'm Hannah Bauman, editor and writing coach. And I'm Leah Chason, a fantasy and romance writer. Today, we are going to talk about organization and productivity. One of my favorite things, as dorky as that might sound. And like always, our advice pertains to things that Hannah and I have found works for us. We like to share our opinions on the matter because we each sit at the opposite end of the organization spectrum, and we hope that you will find what works for you somewhere in between. Yes. So a common misconception about productivity is that being productive is the same thing as being busy. And while, yes, you're going to have busy days because that's just how life works, um, productivity is about more than that. And I think if I had to give it a definition, it would be that productivity is about prioritizing tasks and managing your time so that you can actually reclaim more of your day for yourself. You're still working towards your goals and getting things done when you're productive, but you don't have to finish a thousand tasks a day to have a productive day. Hyperbole aside, you don't even need to check everything off your to-do list. Not at all. I mean, I'm absolutely a big fan of the classic to-do list, but there are also days where I don't get everything done. Frankly, today that we are recording the podcast episode, I probably won't get everything done. But that doesn't mean that my day wasn't productive. It means that I prioritized the major tasks, accomplished the stuff that had to get done, and then didn't stress about the other stuff. So Leah, how do you keep track of your work and writing and decide on those kinds of priorities? For me, I like to keep my priorities limited. Things can easily slip through the cracks. If I focus on only a small handful of objectives at a time, then I can knock them out and line up the next set of objectives. That way, I'm never too overwhelmed by my workload and everything gets done eventually. To keep myself from feeling too scattered on any given day, I have a set routine that I fit my different objectives into. Having that structure means that I can fit my work into slots. Hannah, I have a feeling yours is a little bit different. What do you do? It's a little different, but it's also kind of similar. Um, so I think I've mentioned this before, especially a few episodes ago when we talked about balancing projects. And I know I've talked about it on Instagram, but I use a physical planner to organize my day. The one I use, and this is not sponsored, I just really love it, is called the Panda Planner Pro. And it, on its like daily spread, you know, for like a Monday, it has five spots labeled today's priorities and that's for every day of the week and i love that because it goes back to what's most important that day what's essential for me that looks like my editing work for my clients uh any coaching calls that i have that day and when i do have a writing project of my own that goes on my priority list my planner also has room for other tasks which is where i write down things like send a specific email or you know, whatever I need to do, just so I don't forget to do those things as well. So I think there for us, it was mainly about identifying small batches of what needs to be done and keeping track of that. In the organization side, I'm not going to be any kind of guru. When it comes to drafting, I am a creature of chaos. I will have a rough idea of my plot in its own document. From there, I will tackle it scene by scene and all of those are separate documents. Of course, they get named based on what happens in that scene, which creates some strange document titles, but I keep them all in a folder dedicated to that story. 
That way, when I want to put the draft together, I can easily find the documents and quickly identify what scenes they contain. I used to keep track of everything for my writing in spreadsheets, like characters, like plot points, all that stuff. But that no longer works well for me. Now I use my writer's notebook, and which is like a physical copy. And then I have a story Bible that I made in Google Docs for my, one of my books. I also like to track my word count when I'm actively working on a new draft, just so I can kind of see where, you know, how much I've gotten done. That's good for my own morale. I tend to draft unlike Leah and actually just one big document. So if I do draft scenes out of order, I include blank, blank sections for the stuff I still need to write. One other important thing to note about productivity and everything, especially as it relates to writing, is that you get to decide what productive means. Maybe that's a thousand new words in a week. Maybe it's 20,000 new words in a month. Maybe it's something as simple as writing for 15 minutes every morning. It really is up to you. Don't compare your system and your way of working to someone else. Productivity is personal, and you'll know when you're doing your best work. That's what's important. Pay attention to the days where you're satisfied with what you did. Are you exhausted at the end of that day? Then you might have pushed too hard. Knock your goals back a little and allow yourself to do less. If you aren't exhausted, then look at how you structured that day. Notice what you did to ensure everything that got done. I like to get it all done first thing in the morning so that anxiety isn't hanging over my head all day. But if you have too much to do in the morning or your brain just doesn't work that early, then don't force it to happen that way. If you want to listen to more episodes about productivity, you can go back and listen to episodes 7, 8, and 23 of the podcast. I believe they are. So it's easy to see how this idea of building your own organization system can fit into your writing. But there's a question both Hannah and I receive fairly regularly. That is, how do you prioritize one project when you have a ton of new ideas? And that's a really good question. Um, I know it can be so tempting to chase that shiny new idea when you get it. Trust me, like, I really know. Because, yes, I've been working on my same, like, novel idea for two years. But I do often come across new, interesting plot bunnies that are always so tempting to me. Um, yeah. I know. It's, it's hard. So I consider myself a plot bunny farm. Everything inspires a new thought that is shiny and enticing. It could be spurred by anything from a tweet, which is what I'm working on right now, to an image on Pinterest. Oh no. When that happens, I will open a document, play around with the idea. Uh, a lot of time, the idea won't go anywhere. By giving it a chance, I get to see how much I really like it. The ones that I do like get saved, so I can just kind of take a break and step away from them. If the idea still won't leave me when I'm away from the source of the inspiration, then I will see if this idea can influence my current work so I don't stray. Often the shiny idea can infuse new life into my current work. If not, then it gets put on the back burner for my next project. Like Leah said, if I find new inspiration or ideas randomly, I like to tuck them away. If my new idea can't fit into my current project, I usually make a Pinterest board with some kind of like fake name or theme for that project idea and I tuck it away for later. 
I also have an ideas document in my Google Drive where I dump random things that I haven't found the right use for, whether that's, you know, a bit of dialogue I came up with or a theme or a character or even a whole plot sometimes. <laughs> I started a new one and it's character names that I just really like and don't want to let go of. I have one of those and they it actually comes in handy. <laughs> But it's so as tempted as you might be to chase every story idea you come up with looking for the next great thing that's not necessarily conducive to your productivity as a writer, right? Having 50 partially finished novels while really good practice isn't really ideal if you do want to publish your work. Shiny object syndrome is real, my friends. Just be wary of it, but also don't be afraid to play around with how new inspiration can fit into your existing project. Finding out what works for you is all about paying attention to the days when you are satisfied with your output. Like I said, take a look at what you did and take note of it, literally if you have to. Identifying your best circumstances for productivity will help you recreate them. For Hannah, that means using her planner to get everything out of her head so she can focus on one thing at a time. For me, it's about getting things done before I have time to worry about them. And your ideal system of organizing and planning your work is going to look way different from ours. Pay attention to what works for you and then build your practices around that. And if, like me, you find one day that it's just not working like it used to, start again. You can always make a new system for yourself. We are ever-changing and ever-adapting. In our next episode, we will talk about approaching your fears around writing and how you can start to tackle them, both physically and mentally. Uh, oh. <laughs> it, uh, in the meantime, <laughs> you can follow us on social media at writersnickpod or on our personal accounts. I am at TL Editorial. And I'm at LC underscore Chason. You can also email us at podcast at btleditorial.com. See you folks next time. Bye. Thanks to Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com for our intro and outro music.